Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hello, Purple Daily friends. Uh, so Corona Heart Seltzer has been hydrating us throughout a tumultuous roller coaster Viking season, and they've decided, listen, such a hard season for you guys. Just such a buzzkill ending. They wanted to throw in a little something extra for the month of January for all of us. So get ready for the ultimate tailgate in your front yard when the snow starts to clear. The cor- or not. Maybe you can do it outside anyways for the for the playoff run here. The Corona Ultimate Tailgate Experience Sweepstakes will award six winners with a Corona Game Day prize pack valued at over $3,500, including... A 70-inch TV, wireless surround system, football furniture, uh, a grill. You've got a football beanbag set up, a, a Corona cooler, all kinds of cool stuff. And you can win this thing by going to gamedaywithcorona.com. That's gamedaywithcorona.com. Must be 21 or over. Live within a 40-mile radius of Minneapolis. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes subject to change. Enter by January 18th. Corona beers imported by Crown Imports. Chicago, Illinois. Relax. Responsibly. Football. You held them with 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? All right, welcome in to Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff here, where you can find daily Vikings content and takes and a lot of quarterback speculation, even though Kirk Cousins was amazing after the bye, every single day on YouTube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast or Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. And uh, our guest today, we had him on toward the beginning of the season, and we we love the work that Mike Sando did at his old spot and the work that he's doing at The Athletic as an NFL insider. And when we saw your byline come across and the headline, 10 NFL quarterbacks who could change teams and saw Kirk Cousins in there, we were like, okay, let's get Mike Sando on the show. This is going to be super fun. So thank you for joining us, Mike. It is great to be here. You know, I love the Viking horn in your intro. I mean, it's just takes me back to games I've covered there. It's just it's just a symbol. It's a signal to the enemy that you're in for a freaking long day and you're not going to be able to hear anybody, okay? Really I is. miss the fans. I miss the environment. Just hearing that takes me back to, like, you know, I was there the day that Farr beat the 49ers with that touchdown pass in the mm. back of the end zone. Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. I'm really tearing up. It's so emotional here. But, um, but, yeah, I love the sound. I love football. I love the whole thing. So let's go. Let's get into quarterbacks. Let's do it. So – 
Uh, let's start with the Kirk Cousins thing. So we we've had a couple episodes already this week where we have been uh, we've been looking at this Deshaun Watson unrest and saying, boy, if yeah. the if the Vikings had just let the original three year contract of Kirk ride instead of renegotiating and extending and guaranteeing sixty million, they'd be in a great spot to maybe uh, make a move for Deshaun. But as it stands, Kirk played really well down the stretch. The Vikings are still trying to figure out how to get back into contention, but you have him in your list of 10 quarterbacks that could be on the move. And so uh, yeah. from your conversations and your thoughts, how do you view the Kirk Cousins situation right now? I think he probably stays. You know, I didn't put him at the top of the list. I think he's always been that one where, you know, if you're a Viking writer or fan, you see some national guy mentioning Cousins, and you're like, all right. I mean, do we have to put up with this every freaking week if they're <laughs> going to get rid of Cousins? But I think they at least are at a point where they – uh, need to talk about, you know, kind of where are we at in this thing? You know, are we still going to contend for the title right now or has that ship sailed? And I think they'll come back to, okay, we were missing some key guys on defense. It was a weird year. We had to break in the secondary. Kirk actually wasn't the problem. You know, I mean, Kirk Cousins played fine. We need to get better on the offensive line, the protection. Uh, certainly I watched just like a bunch of their third down plays just to look at him, and he was under siege half the time. He couldn't even get his head up and look around before he was getting hit. So I don't think they're going to diagnose Kirk Cousins as the problem. They've invested in a lot, a lot in him, but with these types of offseason moves, you know, dominoes start to fall. Like you're saying suddenly, wait, could Deshaun Watson could change teams or you you know what I mean? So uh, it wouldn't take much for wheels to start getting in motion, right? Like, let's just say um, the 49ers are done with uh, Garoppolo for whatever reason, right? He misses all the games, right? So, <laughs> God, we're not looking to move Kirk, but, geez, the 49ers would really give us a one? You know, I mean, heck, uh, you know, we got this play-action system. Anybody you drop into it has a good year. I mean, Kirk isn't the reason it's looking good, right? I mean, he's a fine pro quarterback, but he's not the reason for – for the season, you know what I mean? So yes. that's what makes it interesting to talk about, you know, um, from a Minnesota standpoint and all these teams. So stuff's going to happen. Someone's going to move. Play the sounder, Phil. Oh, I'm the sorry. Reckless that's, speculation. That's, you can't go I'm down sorry. this path. That's my fault. That's my fault. Reckless speculation. I love <laughs> this thought. So, so let's start with Watson. Mike, what do you think the odds are that he does get dealt? Because I think fans say he's not going to be traded. And much like going back to last March with uh, Stefan Diggs, the one thing that you can't underestimate is if a guy truly wants out, ordinarily, he can, he can tell you, I'm going to make your team's life so bleeping miserable Get me out. What do you think percentage-wise, as we have this conversation right now, the odds of Deshaun Watson being tra- being uh, traded are? It should be very low. Now, th- if any team could screw this up, maybe it's them. Yeah, You know what I mean? But I think that if you're hiring, this is the job of the coach and the GM to come in and say, hey, look, um, y- you know, to, to make a connection with him early on, right? It's just, It should be as bad as it's going to be right now. For whatever reason, did they really tell him they were going to include him in the process? I mean, that's a weird thing. Are now in free agency? Do we have to pull the players on uh, who we're going to sign? That's just not usually how it works. But if they did that and then ignored him, well, that then I understand completely why he's upset, right? So they have to be able to smooth that over. And if they can't, shame on them. I mean, that that would be one of the biggest screw ups. You have something that, frankly, the Vikings and a lot of teams have been looking for forever. And even if you're really good at finding players, finding a quarterback, I mean, 
franchises go generations without having somebody as good as Deshaun Watson. I mean, how many teams have ever had someone as good as Deshaun Watson, right? I mean, that's probably an exercise. Yeah. So they can't let that happen. And I don't think there's anything about him. He's not an unreasonable guy or, you know what I mean? There haven't been problems with Deshaun Watson. They should be able to come in, new coach GM, smooth it over and move on. So I'm saying very small chance that he gets traded, but you know, there was probably, I would have said a small chance that a lot of things they've done uh, would have happened, you know, it's Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it does feel very NBA like, I mean, the NFL uh, does a pretty good job of just like making sure that the shield and the teams have all the leverage, right. And like <laughs> it, the you know, players are just cogs in the system. And uh, I, I find the concept of star quarterbacks sort of stepping up and saying, no, I want input in who the coach yep. is. And if I don't get that, that I'm, I'm going to make noise about it on some of the other portions of your list here. It, just as I look at it generally, it feels like we're entering an offseason of quarterback musical chairs potential that we don't normally see in the NFL. Like most most of the time, there's maybe a Kirk Cousins available or, you know, maybe an, an older Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning changes team to the age of 38. But Matt Stafford yeah. still has prime years left and Cousins and even, you know, former highly touted guys uh, like Tua going into the draft and Carson Wentz like is. Is this one of the most intriguing quarterback off-seasons you can remember, Mike? I think it is. Yeah, I had some conversations with people in the league during the season earlier, and we, we were having that same sort of type of conversation where, uh, yes, uh, it's unusual to have a highly drafted quarterback who's young and then be picking in the top five with other ones you might like better. And some of this is a product of, uh, teams, when they're up there that high, just take one whether the guy, quote-unquote, has a top-five grade or not, right? Remember when Wentz and Goff came out, people would kind of say, well, I actually think ideally these guys would be high second-round, late first-round guys. But, you know, we need a quarterback, so you've got to take one, right? So we're going to take Trubisky high. We're going to take all these guys high who aren't Andrew Luck, right, who aren't John Elway, who aren't the real top-five pick quarterbacks, Right that check so many of the boxes. So then what happens is you either keep trying to convince yourself, either you get good enough around them that you think that you can sell that these guys are good, uh, or you uh, keep them anyway, because you're not, you're good enough to not be picking top five. Right. So in the case of Miami, they suddenly have Houston's pick. Well, what were the odds that Houston that had a 24, nothing lead on Kansas city in the playoffs, Yep. Super Bowl champion, Kansas city would be picking third. I mean, it's bonkers. this is yeah. unprecedented, right? And then they – so Miami took Tua, who we had no idea if Herbert's going to have the amazing year or if it's going to be Tua or if it's going to be Burrow, right? But now we know that kind of like, oh, Herbert guy, maybe that's who I would like. Tua, yeah, you know, we're going to put Ryan Fitzpatrick in in the two-minute offense because you know what I mean? Tua mm-hmm. didn't show enough. What are the odds that then Tua would be the guy who didn't really show as much as you'd hope? Now here we are. You know, it's these are these are weird situations that Wentz would go off the rails that far. You know what I mean? That Darnold would be in such a bad situation that we don't know if he's good or bad, but we would have hoped he would have shown more, transcended it, right? These are all weird disaster, worst case franchise scenarios to make these things happen. So in your mind, are the Jets going to take fields probably or trade that pick? And because my my question is this: Is Darnold's development just stunted, or is he basically been sabotaged 
by the franchise and he's done. And I can't decide if it's A or B. Yeah, I don't think we can know, and especially without knowing who the head coach of the team's going to be, right? Uh, now, the GM there didn't draft Darnold either, so there's really no one left that is uh, invested in Sam Darnold. So I would think there's a good chance, whether it's Field or even Zach Wilson, you know, uh, assuming Trevor Lawrence goes number one overall, uh, there definitely could be somebody there, and they may just want to start fresh, right? I mean, that, that could make sense for them. Maybe they can get something in return for Darnold and just say, hey, you know what? This didn't work out. Um, and it's best for everybody. Um, if we just start over, we don't want to be talking about this storyline for years. Now, the new coach could come in and say, you know what, I actually had a really high grade on Sam, and what we need to do is build it up around him. And uh, let's let's trade this pick. You know what I mean? Let, let's get a bounty here. We'll build around Sam. I think he's a top-10 quarterback in the league if you don't have bottom five personnel around him, which really I did a thing before the season just looking at – uh, how many starts each team had gotten since 2016 on offense from non-quarterbacks who were pro bowlers. There was one team with zero, okay? It was the Jets. Mm. I mean, there's teams like Dallas and Pittsburgh that had 200 and some starts on offense from guys that were at least good enough to be in the pro bowl conversation. They had zero. Wow. There's been no one playing. So you could really spin this either way depending on who you are. And I think for us on the outside, we don't really – we could spin it too, right? We don't really know. There's not like an obvious logical path. Yeah, uh, Mike, I want I want to ask you something that we talked about a, a couple days ago on the show, and we're we're we've got a series every Tuesday and Thursday here on Purple Daily where we just try to fix the Vikings going into next year and and not fix them to where they're usually at historically, which is they can win a division and they can win nine games, but like no, fix them to get back to being or back for the first time ever to winning a Super Bowl potentially. And the first exercise was. How good are Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, and Kirk Cousins at their jobs relative to their peers? And so from from all the different people you talk to yeah. and 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 just like the insight that you have, how good like wh- wh- how would you classify in terms of like great, good, average or bad? Yeah. Spielman as a GM, <laughs> Zimmer, etc. That's a great question because Thank I you. would just instinctively say they're all in the top half of the league. Right? Yeah. But if you said, are they in the top five? You know, you know what I mean. I mean, I think Rick's done a a good job, and they just haven't, you know, they they haven't been the team that drafted Mahomes. You know what I mean? And we can say that's because Rick doesn't know uh, how to get a quarterback. But let's face it, in Houston's room, when they there was people, I'm sure, who wanted Trubisky, and they got Watson. You know what I mean? I mean, this is it's a there's luck involved with that too. So. Um, I think the teams that get the top quarterback who does really well take credit for it, but maybe could have been just as maybe they wanted a different guy half the time. Look at Dallas. They wanted Paxton Lynch. Okay. And they had to settle for Dak Prescott. That's the NFL quarterback world. So I don't think Rick is any necessarily worse than anyone else of doing that. They They just haven't, you know, they, they took, they were drafting the year it was Ponder, and that's who they took, and they forced it. It was a bad pick. They, they took it too soon. So to answer the question, I think they're in the top half. I think at certain times you could see them being uh, – you could make the case that they're in the top ten. You know what I mean? There's times when Kirk's really hot. There's times when you look at the number of pro bowlers that GMs have drafted that Rick's going to be right up near the, end of the top. And there's times when Zim has his defense going. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I hear you too. Like, is being good good enough? You know, you're wanting, you're trying, how do we get over the top? Right. Well, I think it is having good, and then it's having 
something go your way too, probably at the quarterback position. So does that mean you get rid of and get worse and get rid of Cousins because he's not uh, Rodgers? That and that's the that's the crossroads, right? It's like <laughs> you know? can you win a Super Bowl when you're pretty good at those three key spots? You're certainly not the Lions or the Browns and the Jets. If you can you know? get Deshaun Watson, the answer is yes, Mike Sando. Yeah. You do. I, I that becomes so, the key thing. Yeah. So I don't think you just um, you know changing somebody out because they're not the absolute best doesn't mean you're going to get better. You know, there's a long way to go get worse too. But I think, I think they do need to be constantly looking at the quarterback position. I think that position in general is easy to mishandle, right? Because it's like, you don't want to undermine your guy or, you know what, you really need a guy. So we're just going to pay Kirk. You know, you know what I mean? You, we end up completely uh, distorting that position uh, because of the severe need and the fear of being awful. You do things that, uh, you probably shouldn't do, but if they hadn't done, maybe they're all fired. True. And Mike, yeah. Mike, I think the problem too is this. Uh, the quarterback position, especially in, in Zim's world, seems to be one that he just wants to be stable, but he doesn't want to cultivate it or develop it because he's so uh, in on defense. And I think that's the problem is that the quarterback position now goes so far beyond that and the Vikings just just want to solve it as opposed to saying, how do we get to the best place possible? Because it is the most important position probably in all of sports now. Yeah, Zimmer likes to have that ball handed into the belly <laughs> of the running Two back. hands, Mike. Two hands. And then occasionally faking that. And really tricking them. Yep, that's a Vikings game. You just did a Vikings game in thirty seconds. Yeah, that's a Viking game. And so, I am a fan of that when uh, you are really limited at that position. But like, I think we could make a case that Green Bay's too much that way. You know what I mean? They've got the Ferrari, and they're playing a little bit like they've got the, uh, you know, the Infinity. You know, nice car, nice car, but it's not the Ferrari. So, um, I. Do you think that's a fair criticism and question? Hey, as an organization, do we want to just be instinctively so conservative at that position that almost no matter who we're going to have, we're going to want to minimize it, right? Mm-hmm. And then through through their fault and then through a couple of their coordinators have been gone on to head coaching jobs, um, there's been tremendous instability there. We all know that it's probably not the easiest thing in the world to come to work as an offensive coach under Zimp. Would you just, I mean, I'm just going to venture that possibly with Norv Turner, who's been doing this a long time, just says, you know, I am going to not do this anymore. <laughs> For you. Um, I'm good. Yeah. Here. That yeah. it could be, um, you know, there's different shades of red in Zim's face. You know, it could be a high stress situation um, where you're afraid of screwing up the game, right? It's such a severe defensive culture and mentality that, I think that's a fair question. Uh, now he's got a good record, and they've been good. Um, I heard they'd have never had a bad defense uh, until uh, this year, but you know what I mean. And they have a good record um, with him. So you're again sort of in that in between of like, should you? Does Mike Zimmer deserve to be fired? No, uh, no, I don't think so. But uh, do you want to have a more wide open? What's your organizational plan at the quarterback position, and how do you envision it going? Is a fair one, yeah. you know and. That is something they need to think about when that day does come. Maybe maybe it's a year from now, depending on how the season goes, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, or maybe they trade for Deshaun Watson, boys. Maybe that happens. Reckless speculation. We'll see. We're going to keep pushing that narrative <laughs> Or here. the Bears trade for... 
for him and finally solve their longstanding QB problem. And now you've got Rodgers and you've got Watson Actually, and you've got Cousins. It's funny you bring that up because so I don't know I don't know how and why I saw this come across my Twitter feed last night. But a random TV meteorologist from Chicago posted a screenshot that Deshaun Watson had followed him on Twitter. I saw that. And he tweeted out, he was like, I have no idea why this would happen other than maybe he's looking at... He's got a social media manager, I'm sure. You know, he's making that kind of coin. He probably doesn't even know who he's If following. you're the Vikes, though, yeah. that is a disaster. If he goes to the Bears? Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Well, they well, dodged it the first so time. Go through, our, go through my list, though, just in terms of Kirk. Okay, we would all much better have Watson than Kirk Cousins, right? You yes. better have Tua. Would you go with Tua right now? Is that a trade you'd make? I would because because I would because he makes seven point six million, and so yep, if, if, I would too. If you can take the extra money and invest it in the offensive yep. line, I would. And let's just see, right? Carson Wentz, you want to have no, that? No, not don't at that contract. Not at thirty. No, uh, Darnold, you want that? I'd be, I'd be Maybe, intrigued. I'd be intrigued. I'd be intrigued by it. If I would say, it, we got coaching exactly. Yeah, if, yeah. if there was some sort of like. If if we knew that there was a an offensive guru that was willing to dive in and roll their with the Vikings' out. current Dar- coaches, no, yeah, Darnold Gase pairing, I think you can sell that. Uh, in <laughs> oh, bring Gase yeah. here, yeah, that'd be great. Get along great. Yeah. Uh, oh, continue on list. Stafford, you'd take Stafford. Just let's do that. And they don't have Stafford, right? And we'll take them, right? You'd rather have Stafford. Right? I feel like it's a push. I, I would say a lot of people here would say it's kind of a toss up, but the fact that Stafford makes a little less money going into next year, okay. I would I would lean Stafford. Yeah. I love the views of Stafford. Garoppolo, I'd rather have Kirk. Yeah, yeah. Answer is probably different a year or two ago, but but he's hurt a lot. Yeah, Kirk plays yeah. every game. Kirk plays every game. Derek, Derek Carr, you want to sign up for Carr? He's young. He's, he's younger. He's like twenty nine. What's his contract though? He he got the contract. Well, it's right? APY is twenty five. But let's just say I don't think I don't want to focus too much on the contract aspect. I would rather focus on the you know. Let's just say it's at Kirk's price. You know what I mean? Let's just make it so that we're not just as a player. Would you rather have Carr than or Cousins? Boy. That's I think it's similar. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a I was going to say, I'm not sure that there's a big difference between the two of them, in my opinion. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I might lean younger um, there, but yeah. Yeah, Dak Prescott, I'd take Dak, okay. But, okay, uh, Matt yeah. Ryan? We got to have Matt Ryan? I would probably take Kirk, Kirk right now. Kirk at the age. Kirk now. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt Ryan's been better than people think the last few years, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can make a case either way, yeah. right? I mean, uh, Daniel Jones? I want to see that. I'll take that, Kirk. That's where the contract comes into yeah, play. Yeah, but there, I don't but... trust Daniel Jones yet at all. Uh, Danny, right, Danny. right. So, Darnold more so. I trust we're him suddenly more. in the world that the Vikings are in. <laughs> and we've and been there a long time, have. Mike Sando. <laughs> we've been there a long time. <laughs> um, Aside so. from Favre. So, well, listen, we appreciate you coming on and speculating recklessly. Uh, well, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're the reckless ones. You're the plugged in Kirk one, to so. San Francisco, so, though, I still got, love that idea. Yeah. I can't wait for my picture to be on a tweet that says Sando colon and then something I didn't even come close to saying. Watson to Vikings could happen. Our guy Dex, I'll be me here. He'll do that this afternoon. In a couple hours, we'll, Mike, you'll see that. We'll yep. make sure that happens for sure, and yep. it'll put a stain on your career. Um, and then that we'll... happened recently. So, there was a tweet, Sando, Rogers should be MVP, and I was like, you know. Did you say that? I, I, we did talk about it. I mean, I didn't know that I was definitively saying, but, I, you know, this is the power you Sando, have. Sando, so, Cousins, yeah. Cousins stinks. Vikings must get Watson. Uh, yeah, Zimmer, uh, Spielman, Zimmer, and Cousins, not good. Yeah. <laughs> All should you be know, fired like, immediately. <laughs> You're the best. Yeah, and I'll be, you know, 
Tom West isn't returning my calls. What's going on here? You know, no, <laughs> yep. I'm just kidding. So, hey, anyway, we'll thank you, it. Mike. You can find Mike's work at theathletic.com. Just go to theathletic.com. You can type in Mike Sando if you want to see all of his articles or go to theathletic.com slash NFL and uh, you'll see his latest stuff pop up. So see you, Sando. Appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. See you guys. Thank you. Take all care. right. That's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow.